0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, June twenty-second, twenty twenty-one. I'm David Menzies, and I'm joined like every Tuesday and every Thursday, by my lovely co-host. Well, let's put it this way, folks. She has a lot of trouble with her mailman getting the packages on time, but this lady, she always delivers, unlike Canada Post. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of northern Alberta. She is Sheila gunn How you doing there, Sheila?
1: I'm Great, David. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) And yes, Canada Post is awful. No offense to the people who work at Canada Post. I know there are some people who are grinding it out daily in the machine. But um, as a rule... Terrible. terrible You know
0: what? I I feel kind of bad (laughs) I brought up your uh, mail problem, Sheila, because uh, mail as in M A I L as opposed to M A L E, Mm. (laughs) because you're probably never going to receive a package again. It's always going to get lost in the
1: mail. I wouldn't notice the difference. You know, I just, who would even know when Canada Post goes on strike? Who even knows? I don't know. I don't notice. Who knows?
0: Oh, my God. I remember the days in the 70s. They had such a militant union leader uh, originally from Scotland. He had such a thick accent. I couldn't even understand half his words. And I'm telling you, back then, Sheila, the country would pretty much grind to a halt. You were we're so dependent. There was no such thing as cell phones and computers and email and everything like that. And they had incredible power. I think all the alternative devices that we have in order to get our information is the reason why we don't see those annual and even semi-annual postal strikes anymore. There's competition. Well,
1: Well, that for sure. But as Canada Post becomes more and more irrelevant, right, like we can get our packages, we can get stuff delivered to our house for cheaper more often than not than Canada Post. But as they become more and more irrelevant, I, I'm turning into my mom just complaining about the mail. But anyway, um, as they become more and more irrelevant, the left wants them to do more and more things. Like, have you ever read the, uh, the Leap Manifesto? They, in that thing, they want, for some reason, Canada Post to be like the local banking hub and do all these additional things. Like they want it to become a financial institution (laughs) um, because it is, like, I can't think of anything worse than the horrible um, ineffectiveness of Canada Post now being responsible for financial services. But in the Leap Manifesto, for some reason, this far left-wing document there's so many things that are focused on all the things they want Canada Post to do now that its hands aren't tied up uh, delivering mail late. Every single day. Every day my mail is late. Yeah.
0: It's just me being cranky. Y- you know, uh, that that's typical for this country, isn't it, Sheila? Let's fail upwards. Let's fail and get a promotion to go into the realm. It worked realms. for
1: Justin Trudeau.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think the last time I did a Canada Post story, uh, I think think, um, don't quote me on this, but I believe their profit margin, uh, what they took in in revenue for junk mail, which they hate it when you call it that. It's it's supposed to be referred to as ad mail. It was something in the neighborhood of $600 million, right? And sure enough, I, I went to my community post box because I'm one of those Second-class Canadian citizen, Sheila. I don't have a mailbox where I can just go to my porch. I have to go to this little hub and uh, with a key and open up my community. And yeah. what came in the mail today? Was it a postcard from some relative in Europe? Was it a letter from a, uh, a family member uh, somewhere across Canada? No. It was a, um, a flyer for the new Roasted Garlic King, the new Burger King burger, <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Justin>. <laughs> that that was my mail. That, that was worth the trip, Sheila, to get a flyer for the roasted garlic king. I should take a knee, but I'm in a seated position.
1: <laughs> you tell me you're not going to use that coupon, though. You tell me, because I think you will.
0: You know what? What is the coupon? Oh, wow. It's a free Whopper. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> a free Whopper on your first mobile order over a dollar. Forget oh. it. That's too much tech for me, Sheila. <laughs> Anyways, what what is the ostensible policy reason for why we're getting together as opposed to just rambling on about Canada Post?
1: <laughs> I can't even believe I'm turning into such a boomer complaining about the mail. But anyway, let's talk about why we're here. Um, this, today is uh, the Rebel Daily News live stream. It used to just be on Fridays, just hosted by Ezra. But then the pandemic hit, there's more news than ever, but we couldn't really go anywhere at the time. So we thought, why not sit down and talk to our friends, our viewers? Yep. And in my case, I get to talk to David for an hour on Tuesdays and Thursdays as our host Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it gives us a chance to talk about the news of the day because things are changing all the time. That's the thing about the pandemic. One day you can master no good. The next day, some bureaucrat says, yeah, everybody's got to wear a mask. One day your business is open the next day. Nope. It's got to be closed. And then the next day, Oh, uh, groups of 20 are fine. And then, groups of 10 are fine and then no you literally can't go outside at all so (laughs) the news is changing so fast the the regulations around the pandemic are changing so fast so you got to talk about it in a non-scripted way so that's what we're doing here gives us a chance to interact with our viewers and it also used to give us a chance to pay the bills a little bit uh when youtube used to allow us to take something called a super chat however youtube went completely evil demonetized us and so we are still on youtube we're here for spite they don't want us here so we're here and it's a great way for people to find us and then let's migrate you over to a platform that doesn't hate you so currently we are also streaming on rumble and odyssey and super U. those are great free speechy platforms they like us we like them i think they like our viewers too and so might i suggest if you're watching us on the censorship platform of youtube say goodbye to youtube thank them for allowing you to find us and jump on one of those other platforms and watch us there and if you are on super you you no odyssey sorry if you're on odyssey you can do something called a hyper chat And it's similar to the old YouTube super chat. Um, You have to buy Odyssey's library cryptocurrency. I don't understand cryptocurrency, but I'll happily take some off your hands in the form of a hyper chat. And it allows you to leave a comment and support the work that we do completely willingly. Unlike what Justin Trudeau does with the mainstream media, you've got to support them whether you like them or not. So. Anyways, thank you everybody for tuning in.
0: Indeed, and you know, <clears throat> Sheila, good segue here. Uh, speaking of chatting online, uh, somewhere around midnight, we had an anti Cinderella story occur in the House of Commons, namely Bill C10 passed, and this is well, how can we describe this, Sheila, in a uh, in a uh, an abbreviated fashion, perhaps. Um, a bill that will allow Canada to have the most regulated internet service in the entire free world. We're talking about China kind of stuff happening in Canada. And there's a lot to get into with this. But you know, Sheila, right off the bat, what really disturbed me the most about this is so far the lack of media coverage that this thing has been. And and l- l- I mean, look at the... The the fervor of the Justin Trudeau liberals, you know, going all all night long to get this through. And, you know, we yep. like this is the most pressing thing. Uh, oh, suddenly, oh, what's COVID? <laughs> that, that That's just a trifle. And um, yeah, in, in the wee hours, this got passed. And the thing that bugs me, Sheila, is the lack of media coverage. I mean, I was even monitoring the uh, talk radio uh, stations in the Toronto area, and there wasn't a single peep. And you would think this is going to affect them. I mean, if they have websites, and they do, right? But, Sheila, what are your thoughts on this? My, my The only thing I can think of, the silver lining, is that, of course, it still has to get Senate approval. Yeah. And will that come in time before the summer recess or before the writ is uh, dropped to, uh, uh, for Justin calling an election, whenever that might be?
1: Yeah, so I'm just reading the National Post article Um on Bill C-10 and take that with a grain of salt because, as we know, National Post is one of the bailout media companies. So um, they used to be Canada's conservative newspaper of note. Um, Now they're just like the Toronto Star, which I noticed the other day. I saw an article that basically my dream is coming true. Whoever bought or whomever bought the Toronto Star, they're parting them out like an old Camaro. They're just selling them off for pieces, which I think is, you know, Thank you. That's all I ever wanted. Um,
0: As a former owner of a 74 Camaro, I can tell you what a nightmare that can be, especially with the doors drooping. But continue, Sheila.
1: So National Post, this is how they describe it, um, with regard to Bill C-10, the legislation drafted by Justin Trudeau's government known as Bill C-10 is meant to subject tech giants to the same requirements as traditional broadcasters, effectively compelling companies like Netflix, and TikTok to finance and promote Canadian content. It's among the most far-reaching plans by government anywhere to regulate algorithms tech companies use to amplify or recommend comment or content. And in an age when everyone is a potential publisher, the act to amend the Broadcasting Act could affect individual expression on social media and other digital platforms that rely on user-generated content. Um, So, I don't know, understand why CBC is not upset about this because the only thing oh, no. that CBC has going for it is the fact that it is like the the insufferable CanCon network. But now this... Um, Bill is going to make basically everybody else be like the CBC, just shoehorning CanCon that nobody wants into Netflix. That's one of the only reasons I have Netflix is because there's nothing on regular terrestrial Canadian TV that I want to watch. But now we're good because nobody wants to watch that terrestrial regular Canadian TV everybody migrated over to these other platforms, and then all the bad ideas of the terrestrial TV is following you over there. There's literally no escape from insufferable Canadian content.
0: But you know, Sheila, if if only it were all about more Canadian content being forced down our throats. I wouldn't be so nervous, but it's the other part of Bill uh, C-10 to ensure that um, websites and podcasts and videos are free of misinformation. And and what immediately springs to mind is uh, that Latin phrase that translates into who watches the watchers. Are you telling me that uh, the criminal, Stephen Guibault, he is the... uh, Judge and jury in terms of misinformation out there. Are you kidding me? That this is very ominous. And again, I'm uh, um, I, I, you know I'm happy there's some you know news coverage from the National Post uh, about this, but it doesn't get into the nitty gritty of the censorship element of this uh, bill, Sheila. Should it become law, it will be. The most regulated internet that we have in our dominion in the entire free world. That's not acceptable. And this is from a government member in 2015. We're going to be the most transparent government in Canadian history. Do you remember that little nugget? Um, yep. what it, it's, it's the exact opposite. They're putting the calipers on free speech you know they have reached out to the media whether it's the cbc one point whatever billion dollars a year twas ever thus the newspaper fund 595 million and growing the magazine fund the mclean's fund and that's the carrot and for all of you media outlets ourselves included that didn't uh, yep. pony up to the trough to have a carrot here comes the stick And make no mistake, uh, Sheila, um, you know one of the prime targets of this legislation is little old us. In Justin Trudeau's world, uh, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, phrase of home on the range, you know, where seldom is heard a discouraging word. He doesn't like any discouraging words. And he'll bribe you or bonk you in terms of getting uh, compliance in that regard.
1: Yeah. I mean, this bill is designed to... like. And again, I I initially talked about the uh, the reason the liberals say they brought in this bill, and it's because they called it the streaming tax bill. But in everything the liberals do, there's always that other sinister backdoor motive. And it is designed to, for lack of a better term, Apple Daily, uh, places like us, places like um, True North post-millennial. I would suggest Western Standard is probably going yep. to be caught up in this. I, if we don't, as Minister Stephen Gilbo or Gilbo, I don't know. I have refused to learn how to say his name. Anyways, Heritage <laughs> Minister Stephen Gilbo said that Bill C-10 is all about the need for Canada to, quote, tell our stories in the 21st century. Now, they don't mean our stories. Like, hours like the rest of us uh, conservatives or anybody with a divergent viewpoint on literally anything they mean tell the liberal stories that's what they mean and if you don't uh, you're you're going to face serious censorship and there's something very telling in the bill because i'm just reading on openmedia.org so take that again for what you will they say there's some rhetorical progress in the bill, which amends the current Broadcasting Act by calling for the, quote, needs and interests of all Canadians, end quote, to receive some support, including, this is the crazy thing, Canadians from racialized communities and Canadians of diverse ethno-cultural backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses, abilities and disabilities, sexual orientations, gender identities, And gender expressions however you notice they don't put in their different opinions like it's all it's all like the other things but uh, there's no any protection in here uh for people with different opinions to talk about their specific opinions. It's all just, sure, here's some money to talk about your gender identity. But but I want to talk about, quit taxing me.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. They've always got to put race into everything, even when there's nothing to do with race. But Sheila, if, as you said, the ostensible policy reason is about Canadian content, telling Canadian stories, isn't that what... Is the existence of the CBC all about, Uh, you know, uh, Canadian broadcasters employing Canadians, telling Canadian stories to Canadians, even though, uh, I mean, I haven't tuned into CBC in so long a time, but I remember seeing bus shelter ads and they were promoting Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, which I think are shot in Los Angeles. So. The thing is, we already have this bloated propaganda television ministry with its own website, of course, which doesn't allow comments, uh, at least not Mm -hmm. nasty comments. So when it comes to the telling the own story uh, business, we already got that. And it's been around for over half a century. So why this?
1: Well, and Canadians are by and large rejecting it because the amount of viewership the CBC receives is basically a statistical rounding error of people who watch the six o'clock news. Um, And one of the things in this is if they aren't going to hard censor you, like just have a platform remove you altogether, they will soft censor you by limiting your discoverability. That's something that's in here. They want to support Canadian content discoverability. So, That means that if we publish something that might run afoul of the liberals new law, they might not censor us by yanking us off the platform or killing that content, which is something that YouTube already does. But they might just make sure that nobody ever sees that content by using the algorithm to effectively shadow ban what we're doing
0: here. You know, what a world we're in when it comes to free speech, Sheila. You have the Silicon Valley tech giants on one end, and then you have government on the other end. And by the way, whatever this bureaucracy is going to look like, would you trust some progressive liberal appointee to be wearing the, you know, the referee's jersey with the whistle, uh, you know, Calling out the so-called offenders online. I, this is just atrocious. And and again, I'm actually beside myself how little coverage this is getting. I bet you, Sheila, if I went down to Young Dundas Square to do streeters and asked people, "Hey, what do you think about Bill C10 passing?" Would one in a hundred even know what I'm talking about?
1: No, probably not. Um, and I was just going to make another point. And and. I think it's pretty relevant to us but also some of the companies that we work with so you look at companies like uh odyssey and rumble and super you which justin tells me now um has uh, a chat um, ability now to support the work that we do is that right justin oh Perfect. So you can actually send us a tip on there. Great. um, Which is something that you couldn't do before. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much if you do that for us. But they exist and they're doing well in response to YouTube's censorship. Right? Like there are people who are migrating over to these platforms. And in the case of... rumble and super you these are canadian companies they exist in response to the censorship of youtube and again just like horrible canadian content policies the censorship policies the liberals are making sure that youtube censorship policies follow us into these other companies when we try to escape them they make sure that we they they follow us wherever we go we um you know and it, it's it's like they can't get you one way, so they get you another. They can't get you through friendly YouTube. So then they have to bring in these regulations literally at the 11th hour or the 13th hour, depending on how you look at it, um, to, to pass these laws under literally under cover of darkness in the middle of the night. The liberals, if I know anything about liberals, and especially Justin Trudeau's liberals, they are lazy they are lazy, they like to work as little as possible. <laughs> and yet, they somehow found the energy to stay up to the middle of the night to pass a censorship law. That tells you how important it is for the liberals to shut up their loudest critics that's us in advance of the next election. So, while you might be a little bit hopeful that this might die in the Senate before the summer, um I'm I'm worried because yeah. I think The reason they stayed up late when they are exceptionally lazy is the same reason that they are going to push this through before it dies uh, before summer break is because they need this firmly in place in advance of the next election because they need to shut us up.
0: A hundred percent, Sheila. And, you know, there is plenty of blame to go around. I mean, there are many members, if you can believe it, folks, of the uh, Bloc Quebecois and the NDP who thought that this bill doesn't go far enough, if you can imagine. That's how censorious those folks are. Um, Even if it does get passed, Sheila, surely someone, maybe even us, I don't know, uh, has to undergo a constitutional challenge of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, if. if Anybody knows anything about us? If we're going down, we're going down swinging. Yeah, and uh, we'll fight to the bitter end. And the beauty of that is that we have such dedicated and committed supporters who really want us to live. Every time we're in some sort of existential jeopardy, um, that's when our viewers and supporters really come through. And so, friends, expect us to call on you in the coming days and weeks. Um, as we figure out more about this bill and what it's going to do to us. Um, And I'm sure, like always, our people will come through. And I'm always so grateful for that, that they just want us to keep on living.
0: You know, that's what I love about our viewers, Sheila. They are so engaged. They get it. Mm And they are willing on so many occasions to put their money where their mouth is and send it into us to to fight these good fights. Um, I mentioned, you know, going down to Young dundas Square to ask about Bill C-10. Maybe not even one in a hundred people would know it. And I'm not... You know, th- this isn't me just dreaming up something, folks. Uh, we've talked about this before a few years ago when the last election writ was dropped and I went to Young Dundas Square with a beautiful photo of um, Andrew Shear and asked people, who is this man? Uh, <laughs> maybe it was uh, one or two out of 10 that could uh, give me his name. And I'm sure if I said, um, hey, uh, can you tell me about the new Kim Kardashian uh, bikini? Oh, boy. They would quote your chapter and verse on that. Let me tell you they, they know the designer when she was modeling it, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, this is what scares me. Sheila is simply the lack of engagement. There were things happening. Uh, I don't even want to call it behind the scenes because they're not behind the scenes they are happening right in parliament and people don't know about it. They don't care to know about it. It's like, everything's good on my side. And, um, Brick by brick, you see the foundation of freedom just being torn down.
1: Just wait till these little Kardashian fans um, realize that they're not going to be able to get as much of their Kardashian fix as they would like um, because of these new rules. Yeah. And they're going to have to hear about, I don't know, whatever Anne Murray has been wearing lately. <laughs> because That's what's going to be stuffed down our throat. <laughs>
0: I feel so bad to ask this question. Is Anne Mar- Murray still alive?
1: I think she's hanging on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Anne <laughs> Murray fans, don't condemn me. I I just I've, I've lost track. Uh, well, from Bill C. Ten, she, no
1: she took her tiny wings and flew away. I don't know where she is these days.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I believe I believe Sheila. Uh, we do have some chats on this subject.
1: Oh, okay, great. Let me have a peek boo at that. Okay, great. We've got a hyper chat from Whitfell DM. For everything, Odyssey QA, content systems overlays, ECT. Follow and click the bell to keep up to date when we go live. Oh, someone is spending their marketing dollars by leaving a chat for us. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Drop a question <laughs> or a comment. Thank you for choosing Odyssey. You got it. We've got a rumble chat from mvp337 people who value freedom are the minority annalisa looking forward to wearing my menzies shirt oh. yeah baby okay uh justin cue up the store and i'll just breeze through these because there are so many good things in the store these days we have to get and spend some time on the store least of which is the David Menzies shirt. But there's also a shirt in there that I approved that I think David Menzies needs immediately. And you have to order like two days or the next day if you want it in time to wear it. Um, okay, thanks, Annalisa. Um, a, a hyper chat of five libraries. Well, thank you very much. Adam Wander, thank you, Rebel News. Thank you. And thank you for your generous uh, donation of library Cryptocurrency. Uh, a hyper chat of one library from Juice Moose. C10, the death of free speech. They're gonna try. Boy, they're gonna try. Uh, a rumble chat from Juice Moose. Uh, screw YouTube. Uh YouTube says uh C10 is a bad idea. Yeah. Super U Shout, I think they're called. Oh gosh. Your oh boy. J Y O, so Yogaretnum. Hey guys, nice to see you. Oh, I'm John Yoga. John Yoga. Yorkie Yorkie. Thank you, John Yoga. Um, sorry, I just absolutely butchered your name there. Um church, they have to get rid of rebel before the next election. Yes, exactly, exactly. This is not designed to harm the likes of the National Post. National Post has their hat in their hand again. They're just panhandling around for Justin Trudeau bucks. And they see this streaming tax as a way to get even more money in their pocket. Um they don't care if it hurts free speech. Those sort of journalistic ethics, those are out the door the second you take a penny from Justin Trudeau. Um a hyper chat of one library. Sorry, I skipped one, I'll go back, Justin. Aqua three, six, three, six. What shall we do? Love you guys. You know what? We're, we will plan to fight in some way. Um, if it comes to that and we will call on you then I'm very sure. Uh, we've got a super mm-hmm. new shout of hammers girl, 88. The government wants to silence rebel true North, et cetera. Yeah. That's exactly who it's targeted at. Exactly who this is targeted at. They, pushed through last-minute legislation, like I said, to Apple Daily Us, that if we won't comply, what's the enforcement? So they, what? What did they do? Did they come to our head offices, yank our servers, take our computers? Like, what did they do? What did they do if we decide to go around to this somehow?
0: Well, Sheila, you know, I've been around the block for a while, and I remember under uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, they once had the Mounties raid the offices of the Toronto Sun, carting off Mm -hmm. boxes of they were trying to find uh, information, I think, at the time on a whistleblower. I can't even remember what the story was. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the uh, the acorn or the apple doesn't roll far from the tree. But what gets me, Sheila, is that, as you've mentioned, most of the media is in the pocket uh, for this government. How fragile an ego does this prime minister have That there's this little fringe out there, us and a few others, who aren't buying into the program, so to speak. And if he can't bribe us, he's got to legislate us out of existence. That is just absolutely staggering to me, the character of this man. Uh,
1: Does it stagger you? Because it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. He's petty. He does things that... um, he he is everything he said he would be and more. He is that male feminist. He believes that uh, hurt feelings are hate speech. This yeah. is this legislation completely aligns with the Justin Trudeau that we know.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay. I got to tell my teenager.
1: Sorry, I'm telling my teenager to get off the internet.
0: Oh, <laughs> is that why it looks like you're beaming up to the enterprise right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's done exams, so she's home, which means that uh, it's 1029 here from Rosty. If you care about freedom, join me on Telegram. Send an email to Alberta Strong and free at Let's take back our country. Do you know what? I appreciate the hustle of some of these people giving us, um, libraries so that we read their promotional stuff on air. You know what? Good for you guys. Um, hyper chat of three libraries, juice, moose, just watch. They will take down the CCFR Hey, I'm wearing one of their t-shirts right now. And any other group that opposes their (laughs) crackhead legislation, I would say pothead legislation, but you know, it's your super chat or your hyper chat or whatever it was. So I'll read it as is, um, Justin, would you mind throwing the store up there, please? Friends, this is the beautiful <laughs> revamp. Stop right there. Stop. Rebelnewsstore.com. And if you haven't already used your coupon code, Sheila10 is good for one use. So if you haven't used it, now's your chance. Put a few things in your cart, like I said, because you can only use my... Uh, promo code once Sheila 10 if you've already used my promo code please use David's promo code because (laughs) you don't want to miss this shirt I don't know if you can zoom that in the menzoid shirt. oh it's unisex because it is definitely for everybody it is David Menzies the menzoid unisex shirt it comes in a hoodie and uh, another style too as well a t-shirt and uh, in orange
0: and it Sheila an orange uh, believe- ah,
1: i'm gonna wear that hunting <laughs>
0: <laughs> sheila believe me i am so humbled that the company would put that uh, image of me on the shirt it was it wasn't something i pitched folks so please don't think i'm some ego maniac and uh yeah it just in case i were to disrobe I don't have that body, <laughs> okay? <that's, David. laughs> but the But you know, you know what it is, folks? It's just like um, when you see an advertisement and uh, it says not exactly as shown in the fine print yeah. or sometimes with cars, US model shown, right? Uh, so that isn't actually me. I'm, I'm full disclosure. I don't want to uh, pass myself off like I have a physique like that. Um, I would love a physique like that. I didn't know they were actually going to do that. I was brought in by Alex to get my uh, picture taken. Um, I think I was even wearing my hat at the time and they cropped it out. So there's been all kinds of. um, I uh, love it. Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: it. And you know what? We see homemade T-shirts of David Menzies out at protests all the time. And I thought, you know what? We're leaving a lot on the table here. We really have to start <laughs> delivering what our people want, because they clearly want it. They, d- Justin, also go back to the store, because we got to go through some really great designs on the store.
0: I just so, hope anyway. it sells, Sheila. I, you know, I, do you know how humiliating it would be that come December, it's already in the remainder bin and uh, being sold for 70% off or something? Like
1: well, that. now's the chance for our viewers who tune in on Tuesdays and Thursdays Specifically because of you, David. Yes. To show you some love. Get the menzoid <laughs> shirt. Um, you know what? Objects in the rear view mirror may appear deadlier <laughs> than they are. Um, but that's fine. Yep. You know what? Everybody photoshops. Every, yeah. Most people photoshop. The Kardashians do. You can too. It's you know fine.
0: You're so, right, Sheila. When we embellish our stuff a little bit from here and there, it's called writer's license, right? So this is yeah. writer's license of the visual kind
1: exactly now <laughs> right beside that shirt yeah, uh, the freedom isn't free shirt um i think this is a great canada day shirt um dominion day, again please. unisex it, unisex shirt great canada day shirt just wait david there's something in the store to address that problem anyway if you celebrate canada day that shirt freedom isn't free if you order it i think uh, today or tomorrow it should get to you in time for canada day let's keep scrolling please there's a Save Archer shirt.
0: Great one. Um, there's Beautiful. A couple, yeah,
1: there's a couple new ones. There's a Canada Day shirt right there too. I like that Save Archer one with his face right there. The Save Archer 2 shirt. That's pretty nice. Canada Day shirt. Happy Canada Day. David, do you see that? Do you see it?
0: That's oh, wonderful. for you. Fantastic. You know, <clears throat> You know, Sheila, you know what's perversely ironic here is that years ago I I started this campaign. I know it's a a lost cause to bring back Dominion Day. You know, this was Pierre Elliott Trudeau on the last day of Parliament in 1982 on a Friday in July, ramrodding in um, legislation to erase... Uh, More than a century of history. There was less than a quorum, by the way, Sheila. Uh, Thirteen people in the House at the time. A quorum was twenty, and uh, so people say, "Well, this is illegal legislation if it's less than a quorum." And I went to the Procedure and Rules Committee, and they told me basically, uh, "No, if everybody, if all thirteen are on the same page, you don't need a quorum," which is kind of disturbing to me because you'd never want something even you know far more serious to be passed in than that, but. You know, so I had these badges with a green circle around Dominion Day and then a red slash over Canada Day. And look what's happened right now in 2021. Look what's happening across Canada with certain municipalities, there's even one in your neck of the woods, Sheila, that are cancelling Canada Day, not to replace it with Dominion Day. It's just because, well, it's kind of offensive to somebody, maybe, sort of. And uh, I guess if Sir John A. MacDonald, the founder of Canada, is offensive and we tear his statues down, well, then why not go all in and say the whole, you know, the whole country is offensive. And I never thought that, you know, when I was being whimsical with those buttons, with the red slash through Canada Day and the green circle around Dominion Day, I never dreamed that Canada Day would be deemed offensive in certain municipalities, not because of that crazy name change it went through in 1982, but because, well, these are people, as far as I can tell, Sheila, they don't like the idea of canada
1: you know david it is to my great regret that we didn't put a retro version of your button in the store on a Mm. shirt and made it like a limited edition (laughs) t-shirt i would have bought it i would have worn it um anyways getting back to the store yes if people would like their dominion day t-shirt in time for dominion day to celebrate dominion day with David Menzies, near or far. <laughs> um, please use the coupon code Menzies10. Is it Menzies10 or David10? Do you know what? Uh, I think, it's, uh, Menzies Producer? 10. I I think be... it's Menzies10. I think it's Menzies10. I think it's Menzies10 in the store. Throw yourself that menzoid shirt in there too while you're at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the rebelnewsstore.com. And we just plunked a whole pile. Of new t-shirts in there so the store is constantly refreshing all the time um and frankly they are more like little smoke signal shirts they might have a rebel logo on them somewhere but it's more like um you're putting out a, a, like a puff of smoke to the other rebels of the world they'll know where you got that shirt they'll know you're a rebel but the, the socialist distancing shirt that turns up everywhere by the way oh i love that <laughs> We go to interview Fight the Fines clients and they're wearing a socialist distancing shirt. But anyways, (laughs) the shirts are, they're like a little puff of smoke to the other rebels of the world. They know who you are. You'll know who they are. You'll meet, you'll become fast friends and you'll become like a a little alliance in the world. You'll find your people out there when you're wearing a rebel shirt.
0: Sheila, maybe we got to get an image of you on one of these shirts or sweatshirts. There's that beautiful photo of you with that giant, what is it called? A compound bow? Uh it looks oh, like yeah. something yeah. that could kill a buffalo. <laughs> they, and I don't know what you were aiming at, uh, but it is um it's it's beautiful scenery. It's you know near your home, I presume. Yeah. And uh, you know, you've really got that, you know, huntress look about you. Um I think I think that's a winning image too.
1: You've slightly romanticized that a little bit. It's my front lawn. I'm shooting at a styrofoam deer that um, we've affectionately called Vinny the, Venus- the venison. He's just like 50 yards from where I'm standing. It's, it, I mean, it's... See, you've described it in a romantic way, but it's
0: it's not, it's not special. Yeah, Sheila, it's you're whatever. being too humble. Isn't your front lawn basically <laughs> the wilderness of northern Alberta?
1: <laughs> the front lawn is actually generally a canola field. It is the back of the house oh, that there is the wilderness. Go. Yeah. A canola yeah.
0: field. You know, yeah. I, I, living in the GTA, I, you know, nobody has fields fronting their property. <laughs> We're all cooped in. <laughs>
1: yeah. In a, that prison state, you're just like... what's that escape from los angeles is that the movie (laughs) escape from new york i believe Escape from New York. That's how you guys have to live. It's
0: gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. And and, and again, uh, very humbling that the company would put my image, um, albeit slightly exaggerated, on a shirt. So if you're going to order it, folks, my thanks in advance. And we talked about, of course, the Bill C-10, part and parcel of cancel culture, wouldn't you say, Sheila? And here's another part of cancel culture, Um I think, we don't know for sure, but the police name these fires in BC of churches, suspicious, Mm -hmm. that means arson. And um, again, uh, I don't wanna sound like a broken record, Sheila, I'm shocked at the um, lack of outrage by those in the media. The idea of two mosques uh, being burnt to the ground, uh, could you imagine the outcry about that? And I certainly don't want any religious institution burnt to the ground. But this seems, yeah, yeah, I think suspicious is underplaying it, uh, Sheila, the idea that these two churches uh, basically both dur- burned down around the same time. And um, You know, my suspicion, and I might be wrong, I don't have any evidence, I don't have any proof, but it's all about uh, a reaction perhaps to the um, residential school system. But these were churches that were used by natives. They are in the here and now community centers. They were used for native weddings, native burials, and so on. Whoever burnt these down, if it was arson, just exactly what was the point? What were you hoping to accomplish other than bring misery to a community?
1: That's the thing. In a small town, whether outside do-goaters like it or not, and anti-religious bigots like it or not, in a small town, and that's often what Indigenous reserves are, is just a small town, um, It they're the community hub. They're where you go to mourn. They're where you go to celebrate. It's there when you need help with um, addictions and crisis. The church, it's the church community that is the first place where you can get help. And, you know, when you're hungry, when you're depressed, it's the church. It's always the church. And so if indeed these arsons are retribution for um, what happened at the residential school, um and we don't know that yet. We don't we don't have a clue. They're just saying that this is arson. But if indeed these are a retribution um, for what someone has concluded um, is um, mass murder, I guess, against indigenous people, well, congratulations, you just hurt indigenous people first. Yeah. you just that you're punishing them. Um, but secondarily,, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen, the uh, rhetoric in response to like I noticed that um, I think it was Andrew Shear, maybe it was Aaron O'Toole, one of them. Uh, not that it matters, <laughs> like they're the same guy. Just, just, just them, call
0: him Aaron O'Shear, and that covers both bases. It's like they both exactly. went into the teleporter in the Fly movie, and you know,
1: <laughs> the, one of them tweeted of them. <laughs> something in regards to these arsons. And the whole way down, it was like, well, karma, they had it coming. This is what you get. But like it was all of it was basically like these Catholic churches had it coming. And I know that if um, anybody else had tweeted that about a mosque fire on Twitter not only would you be banned from Twitter, your descendants would be banned from Twitter, your children and your children's children. You would never exist on Twitter and you would probably have a hate crimes investigation against you. But because this is um, a, an arson against a Christian church. That sort of rhetoric is perfectly fine on the internet. If you bring up, I, I think it was Andrew Shear, but it could be Erin O'Toole. Again, they are so not standout-ish <laughs> that I can't even differentiate. And I exist in politics, but um, oh, if you go down, it okay. yeah, if you go down, it is just nothing but people saying they had it coming.
0: And, and you know, uh, but, but you know what, Sheila, of all these trolls saying karma and you had it coming, and this is a good thing. How many of them, if any of them, live in those communities, right? They and don't care. here's the deal. How about sending somebody, a reporter there, and going to all the residents you know that lived in that community and say to them, "Churches are burned down." Good thing? Bad thing. I bet you the overwhelming response would say it's a tragedy. It's a bad thing. This is not a good thing because otherwise they would have burnt it down themselves on mass. It would be a, like a scene out of a, a Frankenstein movie of pitchforks and torches descending upon the church, but nothing could be further from the truth. These were community hubs and all of these people. Um, and I would imagine so many of them are urbanites. So many of them subscribe to the Antifa way of doing things, which is the fascist way being violent. Um, they're the ones that are saying, oh, bravo for the church burning to the ground not the people who are actually going to these churches
1: right i mean um one of these churches is quite old or was quite old It's sad to say but quite old that means generations of people were married there buried there baptized there received their sacraments there that's another thing people don't understand non-religious people don't understand I think we're getting a package delivery in the office there by you the way. Can hear someone that? Go, someone <laughs> go get the door. Um, but for Catholics, it's not just like the process of like baptizing, then you're in the church. It, there's a successive series of uh, sacraments where you are initiated into the church a little bit as you go your first communion, your first confession, your um, confirmation. All those things are gone and they're so important. They're so vital in the life of a Catholic. And that's gone. Yeah. And they've done this to indigenous Catholics. Yeah. Um, and 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 um, I noticed that Ellis Ross, so he's the BC liberal again, before people start getting mad, BC liberals are not necessarily like the federal liberals. They're sort of this right of center coalition party in BC. You just can't really get elected as a conservative there. Provincially, so Ellis Ross, Indigenous himself, and a huge advocate for the Indigenous, for the Indigenous community, for the the right of Indigenous people to determine their own future and for economic prosperity and for their involvement in uh, fossil fuel development. So, a, a really great booster of his community, he has spoken out against this. He issued a statement. I found it in the now Leader.com. He said. Um, In the aftermath of the horrible discovery at Kamloops, my heart has been filled with hope, watching Indigenous and non-Indigenous Canadians come together to mourn the victims of residential schools. I am in awe of how far we've come. Let it be those feelings of togetherness, community, and shared suffering that we now draw upon in the wake of this horrible incident, rather than hate, anger, and bitterness about the past. Reconciliation isn't about taking revenge for past tragedies. It's about finding a way to chart a path forward so that we can all share a great future. It's about all British Columbians and all Canadians working together to build strong, healthy, prosperous communities in this great country in which we live. We must ensure future generations of Canadians, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, will not be held back by the divisions of the past. Right now, I urge all to stay safe and please be calm. Together, we will get through this. Mm. So... That's the right response. However, we haven't heard that from the prime minister. And I worry that a lot of uh, the rhetoric around the residential school discovery, um, the uncertainty that that is around it, while people were reporting things as 100 percent certain that we don't know. um, I I worry that it might have contributed to this. And again, speculation. We don't know. um, But those comments we those comments are real. Those comments in response to people saying this is awful. This should not have happened. And the people saying, well, they had it coming, they deserved it. That is real. We know that the rhetoric around the school has led to the response of the people who are saying that this community had this coming.
0: Shameful. And like I said, Sheila, we don't have proof. But if I were to place a bet, and I like the bet, I'm betting this was arson. We'll see as the investigation proceeds. Oh, and by the way, on the betting file, folks, If you're into betting on the Olympic Games, I got a good tip for you. Women's weightlifting. There's a um, lovely lass by the name of uh, Lauren Hutton. There she is. Hubbard, I mean. Yes. as Lauren
1: Hutton's an actual lady. Yes,
0: that's right. (laughs) Freudian slip. Uh, Yeah, that ain't exact. Yeah, it's Hubbard. Not exactly old mother Hubbard, uh, is she? And uh, the reason why she's probably going to win the gold is, well, she is a he, folks. Uh, This is someone who has transitioned. And um, Sheila, I'm reading the story in the Toronto Sun. It's uh, a pickup from Reuters. It's all about. Congratulations, um, uh, the headline even, Trans Athletes Get Big Boost. We are so proud of her as we are of all our athletes and we'll be supporting her all the way. That's the New Zealand Sports Minister, Grant Robinson. And uh, at the very end of the story, one little paragraph, Save Women Sport Australia, a group opposed to transgender women competing in women's sports, said Hubbard's selection was allowed for, quote, flawed policy from the IOC, end quote. You know, to me, the most telling part of this story was the fact that Hubbard, Sheila, it is noted in the third paragraph, is... Um, 43 years old, making him the oldest weightlifter at the Tokyo Games. So what does that tell you? You know what it tells me, Sheila? It tells me that if he's back in the male division, he probably doesn't even qualify. But when he goes to the female division, uh, he's the odds-on favorite to win a gold. How in the world did we ever get here? Well, actually, we, we do know. Uh, I wanna plug this yep. fantastic book on sporting, how trans activism and science denial are destroying sport. How did we get here, Sheila, as we've often discussed, to ever thus that, you know, uh, with the exception of equestrian and auto racing, the sexes were separated into uh, th- their own disciplines for sport to have a level playing field. And you know, what is so sad is um, right now we are ascending into the glory age of female athletics. There's more female elite athletes than ever before. And it wasn't too long ago, I think with the Boston Marathon, going back to the 60s, if memory serves, right? Females were not even allowed to compete in the Boston Marathon. There was this famous photo. It was a woman who uh, joined all the men to, to race in the Boston Marathon. And she's being... Tackled by the police. Oh <laughs> no, we can't yeah. have women running a marathon. So we've gone from that a ban to having a women's Boston Marathon too, which is uh, how it rightfully should be. And now, after decades and decades of fighting for sports equality for female athletes, we have this happening. We have men pretending to be women, and wiping the field, and it's weightlifting, it's wrestling, it's cycling, it's everything. And I'm sorry if this hurts the feelings of those who have transitioned. This is biology. That's why science denial is in the uh, tagline of this book, uh, Sheila, because men have more muscle mass, men have a greater respiratory capacity. This is just the fact. It's just like saying... Men can't give birth, although I'm sure there's some, you know, Frankenstein science going around these days to make that sure. an anomaly as well. Sheila, I am beside myself how a lunatic fringe of a percent of a percent of a percent of a percent of, a percent of people around the globe have got even the International Olympic Committee going, uh, yeah, um, Hubbard's a gal. Of course she's a gal, and of course she can compete against natural-born females because they are such cowards to take a politically incorrect stance.
1: You know, Barbara Kay's book that she wrote with Linda Blade, I think it is essential reading for every parent of a female athlete like me. Um, I've I've said it a few times on the show here. I have a daughter who plays high-level rugby. You've met her. She's an athletic little girl. Yes. Um, And she's great. She's in the top tier of the girls her age. However, and, and sometimes she does do skill sessions with the boys' team of her age because she is at that skill level, but not tackling. Not tackling. The day that she has to be in the ruck, across from a boy is the day that her rugby dreams are over yeah over uh, because i mean the potential for her to have a catastrophic injury in a way that will change her life forever is there if she's playing against a boy and when i look at that story yeah. of that cheater because that's who that person is yep. they're cheating They are a mediocre middle-aged man who is stealing the Olympic dreams away from high-level elite female athletes who have trained their entire lives. That's what they're doing. That person does not deserve to be there. Those women who have worked their entire lives, they deserve to be there. That is someone who went through male puberty, testosterone-induced male puberty, that is someone who carries more muscle mass, more bone mass because of the puberty that they went through. And their feelings do not change that biology. People, if you want to read about the madness that all of this is putting our female daughter athletes in, please go to unsporting.com. I cannot recommend this book enough. If you are the mother or father of a daughter who has dreams of doing something with their sporting career or who just wants to play a sport they love and enjoy without having to face off against boys on the other team or have their spot that they worked for stolen from them because some boy feels like a girl that day.
0: You know, Sheila, it it, it really is amazing. I mean, I was um, talking to Lady Menzoid about this, and she came up with, I think, is a brilliant idea, although it means that all the other um, competitors will just sacrifice four, or in this case, five years of training for nothing. And that is when they do the women's weightlifting in Tokyo, every single real natural-born woman just walks away from the podium every single one so there's only one gold medal awarded by default (laughs) he doesn't even have to lift the bar I think that would send such a profound message and I understand what the sacrifice would be these women have been pumping iron for five years they're gonna
1: lose anyway exactly
0: anyway and and in that case what do you have to lose you know uh, last year Uh, My sons are big uh, South Park fans. They said, Dad, you got to watch this episode. I said, okay. And, you know, when South Park is on, oh, it's really on. I mean, when they're good, they're great. And it was an episode, it was basically... Randy the Macho Man Savage, they don't use his real name, transitioning to become a female and then just crushing these women, physically injuring them. And I sat through it, Sheila, and I think for the first time watching a South Park episode, I didn't laugh once. And my sons were shocked. They said, Dad, we thought you would love this episode. I said, guys, this is beyond parody. This is actually happening. You know, this, they, South Park is trying to be outlandish and outrageous, but it's already occurred. This is a a fact of life. And I wanna say uh, on the anecdote of your lovely daughter, and oh my God, she is a wonderful uh, uh, gal, uh, Sheila, uh, playing rugby. I wanna give a shout out to, um, I hope I got their name right. Is is it the World Rugby Union or the World Rugby Association? I think they are the one lone Mm -hmm. bastion of, of sanity here that have said, that's it. We can't have transitioned woman being, uh, you know, playing with the natural born woman. And the reason is broken bones, you know, it is destroying women's rugby. And thank God there's at least one association there that has taken a rightful and scientific stance. You know, Sheila, all these people, when it comes to so-called climate change, oh, oh you're a science denier. Why are you denying the science? Why do they deny the science on this and get away with it? It is absolutely, yeah. there you go. World rugby's ban on trans players has nothing to do with so-called fairness. Um, yeah, that, that of course, uh, as Mr. Producer notes, is an anti-ban article, which yeah. you know speaks to what I'm getting at. Uh, of course, it has everything to do with fairness. I don't know what Jabroni wrote that story, but this is this is the media narrative, probably, by the way, Sheila, from some um, washed-out sports reporter that has never gone onto a, a rugby field. Uh, to compete either, you know, it's all about hurt feelings and and whatnot. So there you go. Um, uh, You know, if there is uh, maybe, um, I don't know, there's an offshore betting outlet. Maybe I'll I'll go to my favorite uh, uh, bet365.com when it comes up to Mr. Hubbard's uh, turn to pump iron. I think I'll put a few bucks on it. But of course, that's blood money. As far as I'm concerned, I'll immediately donate my winnings to charity because this is an abomination, both this person and the fact that this is being allowed to to happen. It is disgraceful.
1: Where are the feminists? Tell me, where are the feminists to defend these elite female athletes who've worked so hard in a sport that is a traditionally male sport, so this should tick a lot of boxes for these broads, um, but they don't step up because um, women's rights are second now to the rights of certain demographics. And again, I say this all the time, live your life however you want. I don't have time to care how you yep. live your life. I really don't. I don't just do, do you don't make me care. Don't use the government to make me care. But w- let's not deny biology here. This for people who say follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. I am. If you've gone through testosterone puberty, you're not going to play a sport against my daughter.
0: No, and- you're just not. And, and the, the perversely ironic thing here, Sheila, is, believe it or not, feminists have thrown real natural women under the bus because of what they deem to be politically correct. You know, in October 2019, I, there was some big trans protest outside a library uh, because of uh, a speaker who was appearing. And I noticed one of the protesters was Sherry DeNovo, who used to be an NDP um, MPP here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I came up to her to address this very issue. What about trans women in sports competing against real female athletes? And I was shocked. This is a provincial parliamentarian who used to be friendly to me, not anymore, for some reason. (laughs) And Hmm. all she would say, all she would say, chanting over and over to my questions about the inherent um, disadvantage in terms of biology is trans women are real women. Trans women are real women. Every question she answered like that, just like um, when I go to abortion, uh, pro-abortion protest, Sheila, and I say, what about the tens of millions of uh, girls that have been aborted just because of their sex, right? And all those activists do is my body, my choice, my body, my mm-hmm. choice. They can't argue the facts. They just resort to chanting, propaganda and dogma you can't even have an intelligent conversation about it and like I said uh, the feminist movement that used to fight for women to get into the Boston Marathon are now saying uh, sorry honey uh, you're a woman but there's an extra special woman that is a man who has become a woman Sheila I can't make sense of it I really can't.
1: David these people can't argue with you because you can't argue Uh, effectively when you're wrong and you know, you're wrong. So you just resort to chanting. Um, And frankly, I'm really proud of myself that I made it through this discussion without making the same torn scrotum joke that I made in the
0: (laughs) staff meeting this morning. I can't believe I did that in front of everybody. I mean, come on. If you showed a hundred people in a screening room, that video or that (laughs) photograph or the photograph in the sun and said, uh, uh, "Check one box: male or female." I'm telling you, you, you—I would bet almost a hundred out of a hundred are going to say <laughs> male. That, how does that? How does that? That looks like Herman Munster in a miniskirt more than a real woman, uh, Sheila. I mean, for goodness' sakes, can not we have an honest discussion about this? There's nothing feminine about this. And like I said. The proof in the proverbial pudding is the fact that he's the oldest weightlifter at the Tokyo Games. Doesn't that tell you anything, folks? You know, he can't compete in his division. And you know what? Here's the other thing, Sheila. If I'm Hubbard, how do you live with yourself? You know, it'd be like me getting a bunch of... Wearing your
1: gold medal. You're just laying out wearing your gold medal. That's what you're doing. Like this is someone who doesn't care.
0: You know, it'd be like me getting a bunch of my old beer league hockey player buddies together and playing a game of hockey, contact hockey, with seven-year-olds and crushing them into the boards and everybody scoring multiple hat-tricks and me getting a shutout just sitting on the crossbar of the net watching the game. You think that's a victory? This is a disgrace, but the bigger disgrace is all these athletic federations right up to and including the International Olympic Committee saying, yeah, uh, we agree there's no inherent disadvantage. Um, This this is a woman. Well, to quote Austin Powers, it's a man, man.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure (laughs) as a sometime female athlete, like I run whatever, I'm not sure I want to compete against someone with male pattern baldness. Like, I, <laughs> like
0: I think. You're, you're
1: right. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can pull your skullet back into a ponytail, but it's still a skullet. You're still going bald like every other dude out there. Um, It's funny. I was just typing it to Justin, but I'll just say it on air. When you talked about you playing against the seven-year-olds, it reminded me of that Seinfeld episode where Kramer uh, went to karate (laughs) against like the six- and seven-year-olds, and he was all bragging about how he's great at karate, and then they go to watch him, and he's beating up little kids. It's the
0: same thing. But in the 90s, that was parody. Today, it's real. How soon is it going to be, Sheila, before someone, a male in his like late 30s, says, you know what? I identify as an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the brave new yeah. world we're in, right? <laughs> but you know, Sheila, yeah. if you can make believe you're the opposite sex if you can identify as a woman, why can't you identify as an eight-year-old if you're actually 38 or 48 or 58? You know, I mean, when COVID's over, maybe what I should do is uh, register at the Richmond Hill Ringette Association. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I'll be I'll be the Wayne Gretzky of ringette. I'm hey, I'm a six year old girl. Can't you tell? And how dare how dare you bring up transphobia? uh, You know, that kind of idea by questioning me or my genitalia. I am a six year old girl and I want to play ringette there.
1: But you don't even have to go that far. Just go join the beer league ringette team and see how far that gets you. Just give it a whirl. Put it to the test.
0: Um, How far do women play ringette, by the way, uh, Sheila?
1: There's beer league ringette.
0: Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have a friend who plays. Okay, we got to get through some of these chats. They
0: might beat us. So we'll concentrate on the little girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, I want to hedge my
0: bets here. (laughs) (laughs) You would not believe what Mr. Producer is saying in my earpiece right now.
1: (laughs) I didn't hear it. Uh, Let's keep going because we got to get through these. uh, Yes. uh, super chats or whatever we're calling them rebel chats (laughs) and uh, wrap up
0: the show they Um, identify a super chat sheila mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) we've got a super you uh shout from annalisa who good lord annalisa david you're in the bloodstream like an astrazeneca clot with this woman (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute what are you saying are you trying to wish some terrible illness on annalisa no,
1: I'm saying that you are just in the bloodstream. You are just headed to her heart, right up to her brain. You might cause a stroke. She says she can't wait for the David Menzies pillow.
0: <laughs> Holy cow. You know what? I got to do special delivery on that one. Uh, she's, no. <laughs> it's Bonneville, I think, where Annalisa lives. Is that right? <laughs> Mr. Producer saying, move on, move on.
1: I'm... <laughs> Thank you, Annalisa. Okay.
0: That's so sweet of you.
1: <laughs> We've got a hyper chat of one library from Ross This one's just because I love you guys. Oh, thank you very thank much. You. That's very kind. We've got a hyper chat of one library from Hell Has No Exit. Late joining today. Not sure if you mentioned it. President of Philippines announced everyone must get vaccine or be put in jail. I did not see that. No. But the president of, Philippine, of the Philippines is prone to wanting to put everybody in jail from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> Dr- vaccine, threatens vaccine decliners with jail or animal drugs. I know he wanted to put drug dealers in jail or execute them. That seems to be a solution for all of society's problems. Is just off to jail, straight to jail.
0: Unbelievable. You know, that's very sad because there's a significant Filipino population in Toronto, uh, Sheila, and I, I. they're great people, the ones I've met. Oh. And uh, um, it, you know, this this man representing them, uh, I'm sure doesn't speak uh, for his population. That is atrocious.
1: My church is overflowing with Filipino Canadians. And I couldn't be happier about it because they're yeah. so orthodox in their faith. If somebody gets something a little bit maybe wandering towards heresy they're just like nope red flags up they're calling the parish office i love it they they're they call the parish office so i don't have to right? <laughs> <laughs> um we've got a hyper chat of barry dutton he says taxation is theft we've got a hyper chat of five libraries from at my room agony my gut tells me that we're not at or ever going to hit 70 percent vaccination rates we're well past that in Alberta. I think we're like at seventy-five or seventy-six oh, now. Yeah. Um, this is a scare tactic to make the people who have not taken the jab feel like they are outnumbered and give in to the pressure. We can't trust them with their medicine after what they've done to us. You know what? Here's the thing. Even those arbitrary vaccination rates, because they really are pretty arbitrary, in Alberta. But we get we're allowed to reopen. We hit seventy, so by July first we should be completely reopened as far as provincial restrictions. However, for some reason, the mayor of Calgary is like, "Yeah, but you still have to wear masks until the end of July." So, like July thirty first, August first. So, I, like there are just these. Power-hungry madmen who will never, no matter, it could be COVID zero and they're still like, you know what, let's keep wearing masks. Let's keep social distancing. Just because they get to make an arbitrary rule that makes them feel powerful over your life.
0: Unbelievable.
1: We've got a hyper chat of one library from Aquasguys3636. Says uh, they love Ellis Ross. Yeah, me too. I really do. Um, Odyssey from Roxanne. Trans can be trans if they want to. You do you. Yes, exactly. Just leave me alone to live your life. Um, It's when they try to force everyone to twist reality to fit their views that it bothers me. That and when kids are involved. Yeah, and that's where I'm at.
0: And Sheila, I have a solution to this because, listen, if you want to... It you know become trans whatever uh, it's your right to care. do so I don't care either <laughs> Sheila so how about this we have twas ever thus we had you know the the athletic divisions segregated by sex you had male female why don't we have male female and other so whatever you are whatever you've transitioned to uh, you go into the other division and you know what I'd actually tune into that I would tune in to watch that kind of a freak show uh, take place no problem.
1: I don't care how people live their lives. I don't care what they do as long as they don't make me care. They don't make me use their specific words that are completely made up and they leave our churches alone. Leave the churches to do whatever they want. They're not hurting you if you don't like what that church teaches about transgenderism or anything. You know what? There's always the United Church because they literally believe everything and nothing.
0: (laughs) Is there anyone going to the United Church
1: anymore? (laughs) I don't know. They're just an empty building at this point that posts heretical messages on a billboard outside the church. That's all they do. And I say this as someone, my dad was in the United Church for his entire life until he married my Catholic mom. Um, And so, uh, like, it's sad. It's sad to watch what they've become. They have that atheist pastor, don't they, in um, Toronto?
0: Yes. (laughs) Leader.
1: I don't know if you can call yourself a pastor if you're an atheist, but anyway. Isn't
0: that like a fish being allergic to water or
1: something? (laughs) (laughs) Then you're a self-help group, which is fine, but you're not a church. You're not a Christian church if your pastor doesn't believe in jesus right like i, I whatever it's, d- d- I, that's why i'm not a member of their church do whatever you want over there yeah. do whatever you want i don't care don't change be you forever i'll just be somewhere else yeah, and that's a, the way that we should consider everything
0: it, it's like joining the three stooges and saying uh, i don't want to be slapped in any episode Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but again, you know what, if that's, if that's what's working for them, and I'm not sure that it is, but, if it, but if that's how they want to do things over there, great, I'll just go do my own thing over at my own church. And I don't want the, that's how it should always be. You know, <laughs> um, we've got a hyper chat of five libraries juice moose, I hate to say it, but the Lunatech left left will make it so all biological women will have to walk away from their own sports leagues. I, I I see a future like that. Yep. Um, however, in uh, Linda Blade and Barbara Kay's book on sporting, they actually offer some solutions um, how to fix what we're doing and how to get off this crazy ride that we're on. Um, they so not only do they document the problems, but they offer uh, like an off ramp to, to what's happening here. So again, it, again, I cannot suggest it enough. If you are the parent of a daughter in sports please unsporting.com get that book it's incredible incredible um we've got uh, i think justin tried to say hyper chat but i don't know I, he had a brief ep- a brief episode of something that's not what that says um it says my room agony it's all part of a campaign of demoralization. They know the vast majority of us think it's ridiculous, but they're manufacturing consent and creating culture through social engineering and exposure to these abstract mental illnesses. Um, a hyper chat from Juice Moose says, I can't wait till this hits the fan at FIFA. Men competing as women will <laughs> yeah. be squashed in a heartbeat. Well, well, maybe. You know, that might be it. That might be what it takes is. However, I... Um, MMA has uh, Fallon Fox, right? Who enjoys hurting women. Um, And I thought, like, Fallon Fox jumping in the ring with a biological woman and seriously injuring that biological woman would have been enough to stop this madness. But no, I think we're just further down that road than ever. And I think we're all caught up.
0: Sorry, Sheila, I only heard a bit of what you're saying. Yankee is in the uh, building today. We're supposed to be in a soundproof <laughs> studio, and his voice actually penetrates all this foam. It's like some banshee trying to get into my realm. So I could barely hear what you were, were saying. Done. But I, I could hear that. We're done. And boy, are we done. Well, thank you to Mr. Producer. Thank you to all the people uh, contributing on uh, those various chats. We really appreciate it. It's how we keep the lights out. My thanks, of course, to Sheila. Sheila, the she devil, Gun Reid. Sheila and I will be back in the spot at this time on Thursday. In the meantime, folks, stay sane.